Hello and welcome to the Kick in the Creatives podcast, hosted by myself, Sandra Busby, and my fellow creative, Tara Roskell, offering you interviews, inspiration, motivation, and a gentle prod in the right direction. And for lots more information, challenges, and other useful tools to help you get creating, you can go to www.kickinthecreatives.com. And of course, this is where you can also find today's show notes. Enjoy the show. We're really pleased to have Kosha Kuna on the show today. Not only is she a talented artist, but she's also the co-founder of Sketchbook School. And here she is. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Yes, good. Good. Early morning for you? Yes. Tara got up at half past five. She was really good. No. <laughs> yeah, I had to walk the dog, so. Ah. She's just really excited. That's what it is. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. I got up at six. I'm excited too. Oh, that's good. <laughs> so what were you doing this morning? I was running. I went oh, for God, a morning run. And uh, then I uh, just made some lunch for later today. And I had some breakfast and some coffee. And uh, I did a little bit of work already. Yeah. So, did, yeah. did some drawing? Um, I didn't do any drawing yet. <laughs> I uploaded a video and I listened to the new episode of a podcast we are launching that Danny made. So, oh, that's really interesting. I yes. can't wait to hear all about that. Yeah. Yeah. So, is this for Sketchbook School, is it? Yeah. He mentioned something about that. Brilliant. Yeah. yeah he's, he's, he did um, a podcast called Shut Your Monkey. And yeah, I remember. He did that like two couple of years ago and um, now we want to launch uh, an actual sketchbook school podcast and um, he's working on it on the first episodes and it's it's really great I love it it's uh, meant to be something that you listen to while you are drawing or the other way around so you draw and then you listen to it Um, so it's a, a little bit of story time as well as creative time Nice. So, shall we launch into the into the interview? I'm so excited about hearing all about you and and, um, sure. and how you got to where you are. Yeah. We want to start by finding out all about how your creative journey began. Did you come from a creative background? Um, yeah, pretty much actually. Um, so, I grew up um, with my dad being a photographer, and uh, my and he was um, he's now retired. He used to be a um, food photographer. And at some point, my mom actually got involved and she became like the stylist and the cook for a lot of the productions that he did. Um, She was very good at that. And she is actually a great cook, too. Um, And um, her father used to be a a painter, an art painter and an art teacher uh, on university and um, also or school art school whatever it's called and also my dad's dad was an architect so I think there's something in my genes maybe wow what a creative family that sounds amazing and so I know you also studied graphic design at college but then you switched to photography so what made you decide to move in that direction was that your dad's influence no that's the interesting thing I because I always saw him work in the studio and um, food photography is really detailed work you need to look at all the really small bits and pieces he would be you know blowing off little dust pieces that you couldn't even see with the eye but he could see it and you know little 
little extra bubbles on uh, a bowl of soup and all that. And I just do not have any of the patience to even think about all that, you know, I'm like, okay, let's just snap the picture and move on. So I always had the idea that photography was not for me at all uh, because it's just the way I knew it, you know, the studio work. But then when I went to uh, graphic design school, we actually also um, had um, a teacher in photography. And I really, really loved going into the dark room. And I just loved going outside and taking people's uh, 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 um, portraits and that kind of stuff. So I got really interested in that. And I was like, oh, so photography is a little bit different than I actually thought it was. And um, yeah, so uh, once I was done with graphic design school, I just thought, well, you know what, I'll just give it a try and see if I can get into art school for photography. And I did. So you said about um, taking photos of people. Was this just random people on the streets or was it portraits of people you knew? No, it was portraits of people uh, uh, that I knew back then. I've never been a very good reportage photographer because I was always a little bit scared to approach people (laughs) or I felt like a, you know, a a lurker or what's it called, a stalker maybe. So I, I really liked you know, just when I was was just trying it all out, I was just, you know, uh, taking my, my camera with me anywhere. And I would take photos of my friends and my family and stuff like that. And now, actually, that for years already, that camera has been replaced by a sketchbook. So <laughs> that much hasn't changed. <laughs> Do you know, I did photography at school as well. And I remember going into the dark room. And having to sort of float the um, piece of paper in all the chemicals and hang yeah. it up on a piece of string by a peg, and yeah. and it was so exciting, wasn't it, to see what was going to come up on on the paper and whether it was going to be any good. It's changed so much now, hasn't it? So much. I do think it's brilliant, but there was nothing like it, was there? When you used to take a um, a load of photos and take your film to the camera shop. And Absolutely. then wonder what was going to come back. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, it's true. And and being, you know, you needed to really think about what kind mm. of photos you took because I used uh, a Hasselblad, which um, took the larger film and then you would have 12 uh, pictures on it. So in those 12, you really needed to think, am I taking this picture from this angle or maybe I try a little bit of a different lighting? So the whole... Uh, thinking process was different now you just snap it from that angle and you adjust the lighting and you do another snap and you can take loads of pictures but then you really needed to to think about every every time you you push the button well it was expensive uh, wasn't it as well yeah and if yeah if you work (coughs) on a budget for a client or something then uh, you really needed to be careful to not spend too much yeah well, you went on to become a really successful award-winning photographer, didn't you? So could you tell us what made you decide to move away from that and then back into drawing? How did you make that transition? Well, part of this was actually uh, what you just mentioned, Sandra, um, the um, the digital age, so to say. I don't know how to, mm. how to say it. Um, because I used to be a photographer who really liked working on film and with a large, heavy camera I would go to uh, to the people that I would um, take photos of and um, the clients wanted faster 
and more and everything digital, which wasn't really a problem in the first place because, I mean, I could just scan my negatives and then send them digitally. That was fine. But um, yeah, at some point, I didn't really feel that great anymore about the work that I was delivering as well. So it's two tracks, actually. So it's the, the digital uh, part, but it's also my own emotion and feelings about photography. I was just making things that people told me to make, and I kind of forgot to make things that I really wanted to make. So the whole spice of and the enthusiasm about making great pictures, I kind of lost it because it became a job. And I think maybe now that I'm a little bit older, I might have been able to work on that and change it. But at that point, I was like, you know what? Maybe photography isn't for me. And um, at that time, I also started to draw a lot more again, um, which made me think, maybe I need to do more with that. So, um, and I, I never regretted it, actually. I, I mean, at, at first, it was a really hard decision because... I had been a photographer for about 10 years and a successful one. I made my living with it. Um, it was all great. But yeah, as I said, the spice was missing. Um, and uh, I, I kind of felt like if I moved away from it, I didn't really know who I was then because I was a photographer after all. You know, I really identified myself with it, which... Yeah, later on, I, I, I really um, realized, like, it's not what you are, you know, what you do is not what or who you are. So that was kind of a, a thing for me to uh, overcome um, and to finally decide, okay, it's a, it's a good thing to move away from this. This will make me happier. So, yeah, that's sort of how it went. So, so what sort of things were you drawing at first? Was this when you were you said you were drawing your friends? Were you drawing other things? What sort of appealed to you? Oh, back then I wasn't drawing my friends yet. Um, I really just sat down in the evenings and I drew from imagination. I drew little characters, just really sort of easy and fun stuff that just came out. A lot of colorful stuff as well, like little... Um, uh, colorful animals, fantasy animals um, that I would give all kinds of dots and stripes and that kind of thing. And I, I painted a lot with acrylics as well. So I made loads of small paintings that I could do nothing with, but it was just about the process. It wasn't about the, you know, the outcome or the result. Um, it was just great to have all that color and just play around with it. So that's, that's how it's sort of started. And then I uh, started drawing more as well. Um, I, I came up with some storylines that I worked on a little bit, never really finished anything, but that was fine too, because it was just really, really fun to um, sort of uh, revisit all the different techniques that I learned in graphic design school and just, uh, uh, yeah, get my skills back. I was going to say, did you, did you ever take any classes to brush up on your drawing skills then? I did. I took online classes. And um, the funny thing is, I took a few online classes and they were called e-courses back then. So part, part of it was um, emailed to you and part of it was living on some kind of a 
platform or a website. Um, it, it would also have a kind of uh, a community. So there were you were always in a group and you could see each other's homework as well. And um, the funny thing is that at one of those courses, I can't even remember which one, I thought, man, this is not in this is not inspiring enough. It's not challenging enough. I could do this so much better. And just thinking that was sort of the spark that gave me the idea, you know what? If I I think I can do this better, maybe I should. And uh, that's actually when I started to develop my uh, my own online course. Took me a long time to make it, but I didn't have any, you know, time um frame for it I, I didn't um, need to hurry or anything but that way um, I could just really think about the different skills that I have and uh, that I can teach to other people um, so that's when I first um, created my very first online drawing course that was called just draw it exclamation mark and um, it just lived on um, a blog actually on a just a simple blog with a, um, a password. And then I also created a Facebook page where people could upload their work and they could, um, uh, you know, interact with each other. And that was really fun. I had no idea what would come out, but I had some friends from those e-courses that I took who were like, oh, are you actually going to teach a course? I'm totally going to sign up. So I had that little... A group of people who would sign up and actually the first person who signed up was my dad <laughs> and later on he said yeah you know I just signed up because I wanted to help and uh, you know just just because I love you and then afterwards he said but I, I learned so much and he actually never stopped drawing since so oh, yeah that's lovely do you ever draw together we do yeah just recently, uh, there was a sketch uh, weekend here in Amsterdam um, organized by the Urban Sketchers. And um, uh, one of the mornings, it was two days, and one of the mornings I spent all morning with him. We just sat side by side drawing. It's such a fantastic thing to share, you know, with uh, my dad, who is over 70, and we just sit together and, uh, and draw and uh, chat a little bit. It's great. So where do you get the inspiration for your drawings from? I know you said some come from imagination, these creatures and stuff. But is it from, have you got all these stories in your head or, or where does it come from? Yeah, I don't do a lot of imagination uh, drawing right now. I do a lot of observational things and I do um, just, you know, whenever I sit down and have time, I draw whatever is in front of me. But I also really, really love uh, drawing food, and that's often part part of it is just from imagination. And I think what happens is you you build up um, sort of a library in your head of images. Especially when I draw food, I have all these images of I, I know exactly how to draw certain things, and if I don't, I just Google image and I'm, I, and then I just take it into my own, you know. Uh, drawing style to to find it um, uh, to get it um, uh, in a it, well I don't know how to say it but I just Google in it, image it and um, then I figure out how to draw it um, and for 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 storylines 
I don't know. I I've done a few uh, story sort of storybooks for um, the sketchbook project, and those were just stories that unfolded while I was working on them. I think so. There would be an initial idea, like there there's this girl and. Actually, that there would be maybe even an initial drawing of a girl who is in the hallway followed by a monster. And then that, that drawing would spark an idea like, oh, the monster is actually her friend. And the whole house at night when everybody's asleep, every room in the house has different monsters living in it and they're all her friends. So that became a whole storybook. Um, so I think it... Part of it is in my head, but part of it also unfolds as I'm drawing. Like you're working on a drawing and there's there's thoughts like, what if she would? And then anything to fill in the blanks. Kasia, you've mentioned um, food quite a lot. And I yeah. don't know if I'm right. I don't know if it might have been Tara that told me this or I've read it somewhere. But did you used to be a chef? <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> actually, I did for uh, a few years um, because that's that's what happened when I um, stopped being a photographer. <clears throat> Sorry, I of course I still needed to get some money in, so I was like, okay, I need a job, and um, I love cooking, so why don't I try a job where I can cook? Which might have been a mistake because, again, something I loved, I turned it into a job, but I still love cooking, so I didn't break that. Um, but yeah, I used to be a chef uh, um, for a restaurant that did um, breakfast and lunch, so I really know how to make a good omelette <laughs> <laughs> and many other things. <laughs> That's brilliant. And, and uh, I also read somewhere that you took part in the um, sketchbook project, which yeah. I've sort of been sort of toying with the, the idea of doing that myself. And I believe that you visited the exhibition in New York. Uh, it's normally in Brooklyn, isn't it? Can yeah. you tell us can you tell us about why you did that and, and, um, and what the exhibition was like? Um, well, I've been there actually this year um, in Brooklyn and... It's really amazing. If you are in New York, you need to go there because it's just walls and walls and walls of sketchbooks filled by people with, you know, from all over the world with all sorts of skills. It's really amazing. Mm -hmm. um, and but um, back then, that was actually the book that I just mentioned with the girl with the monsters, Millie's oh, yeah. Marvelous Monsters. Yeah. I made that for the sketchbook project. It was my very first sketchbook I filled for the sketchbook project. And um, so I sent it in and then they would have like this opening exhibition. Um, I think they do that each year. And I thought, you know what? I've never been to New York. Maybe this is my excuse to go. So um, I went to that exhibition and um, through the whole um, uh, project, through that year, I actually met a few people online who were also participating. So that was also a great excuse to um, actually meet them in person at the exhibition. It was great. So that sketchbook that you put in for the sketchbook project, was that what actually led to you illustrating your first children's book or was that the children's book that was yeah I, I never published a children's book this um, is just the uh, the book that I did in sketchbook uh, in the in the sketchbook uh, project 
And uh, I did self-publish it as a sort of a zine kind of thing. So I had have been uh, selling that on Etsy, but um, I closed my shop on Etsy because it was it had uh, this this staleness because I didn't do anything with it. <laughs> so uh, I know um, I read somewhere that you'd put off doing that book for ages. You had the idea in your head. So what eventually inspired you? Did you have to do it as that project to sort of get the impetus to do it? Yeah, that that uh, sketchbook project really, really helped me to get it out and to have a time frame for it, um, a deadline for it. Um, you know, it says the sketchbook project and it's really a project that you need to work on. And uh, I, I had a job back then. It was a different job um, after the chef job at a credit card company. And it was fine, you know, but it was also kind of mind numbing so every single moment that I had off I would work on creative projects so it made me actually that boring job made me so so productive and so creative um, and working on that uh, sketchbook project really um, yeah got me through the day sometimes. So at that time you were still mainly drawing just for fun um I'm just wondering because I wondered if you were intending to make drawing your new career in the end. I kind of did. Um, I'm I'm glad, and I did do um, some commission uh, jobs as an illustrator. But I'm actually kind of glad that um, it all worked out differently because um, sometimes I feel like. I broke my love for photography by making it my job and I would never want to, that to happen uh, with drawing because drawing is just such a big part of me. Um, so I'm, I'm pretty happy that I am in the luxurious, uh, luxurious position to um, not take any commissions and I just work full time uh, on sketchbook school building that. And uh, that is really so much fun and it allows me to draw a lot and to share a lot of, you know, skills and ideas and inspiration. Um, so, yeah. I do envy you, actually. Danny was saying that you take all the courses that people make. Of course. <laughs> sounds fantastic. <laughs> yeah. So we take it. First, we take the course um, by actually being there in person when we film the videos um, but then, of course, I do the uh, European productions and Danny does all the uh, US productions. So everything that, that he makes is new to me and everything that I make is new to him. Um, so then once the course is online, we, we take the courses with all the students and we also do our homework. Of course, we then um, make a little video about our process, which really helps in the homework gallery for other people to see like, oh, okay, so Danny and Kosha also really struggle um, sometimes, you know, with the creative process. I think it's easy, isn't it, to assume when you see sort of artists online that it just comes easy. But yeah. I think it doesn't matter what level you're at, you still, you still yeah. have struggles from time to time. Yeah. So I know you said you made your first course had to be inspired, you know, because you were watching another course. But did Draw Tip Tuesday come before that or was that afterwards? Um, that was just afterwards because I started um, Just Draw It. It sounds so old now. <laughs> <laughs> but I started it and then, um, well, I had my first round of it with, I don't know, I think I had 
15 or 20 students in there. So I could give them all my uh, personal feedback as well. It was really fun. Uh, I still, uh, most of them I still follow online. We still, you know, uh, follow each other. It's really nice. Um, but then I thought, okay, maybe I need to get better at marketing now because my friends took it, but who else might take it, this course? So I took a few um, courses. No, actually, I took one course about branding and I just read a lot about branding and marketing. And in that course, uh, someone suggested maybe you could do something uh, that is like a weekly or a monthly tip on your blog or something, or maybe even a video. I was like, that's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, that that's what sparked um, actually uh, Draw Tip Tuesday. So I started doing that, um, just thinking of ideas every week and just uploading it. And um, if I look at the first one that I ever uploaded, I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> That doesn't look like anything. It's you know, it's the video is blurry and my 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 voiceover is horrible, and the drawing is also not really great. But still, you know, I kept doing it and I did it every single week, and that's over five years ago now when that started. You know, everybody listening to this is now going to be looking up the first. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> I am not ashamed. I mean, I, I really, when I go through that whole feed on YouTube, I really like to see, to see actually the progress that I made as an artist, but also as a, you know, a producer, so to say. I really like that, that we, we are all growing and we are all learning. And back then, you know, I thought I knew a lot of skills and in those five years, I learned so much more about my own style and about drawing and so many different approaches. And I will keep learning because that's, I think that's what you do if you're creative. Do you find, because I've started videoing myself drawing and then speeding it up, do you find it really weird watching yourself back? Because I know I do. Uh, not anymore. Um Especially what, what I really find weird, actually, uh, sometimes I am filmed, you know, when we film for sketchbook school and I see myself walk. That is weird. <laughs> but I'm, I'm used to listening to my own voice. I'm used to myself drawing or talking to the camera. But if I see myself move, I'm like, do I look like that? <laughs> I'm going to have to watch you walk now as well. <laughs> <laughs> I know. So how do you keep finding new ideas for Draw Tip Juicy? I mean, I absolutely love watching it and I always think, God, you've done so many. So do you ever run out of ideas? Do you ever sit there and think, oh, I really don't know what else to, to film? Of course I do. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, there's a whole process for Draw Tip Tuesday uh, videos. I mean, I have stacks and stacks of books about art, making art. Uh, um, small projects, bigger, bigger projects. So if I if I really don't know anything, there's always something. I, I just keep a long list with topics that I always can um, cover or even revisit. Um, so I have this long list, but then also I have this huge stack of books that I just you know go through, and every time it sparks at least one idea, like oh wait. I can use this tool or maybe I can just try out something new that's completely new to me too and I just film it and see what comes out. Um, 
And also sometimes I get requests for Draw Tip Tuesdays. Sometimes I'm like, I, I have no idea how I can even cover that in two to five minutes because I want to have my Draw Tip Tuesdays always be very short. Uh, but sometimes they, they are great ideas. Like I struggle with such and such. Can you do a Draw Tip Tuesday about it? I'm like, yeah. That's a good idea. I can. And often, actually, it's also something that I bump into, you know, like, how do you actually do this? And how does this work? Or what does this ink do? Or what if you add water to this piece of material? And then, you know, just finding that out sparks an idea for uh, another episode. So they're almost um, getting you to experiment, aren't they, more by asking you these questions, which is great. Absolutely, yes. Yeah, because sometimes a question is something that I'm not familiar with either. And then I'm like, well, maybe I can just try it out and see what comes out. If I fail completely, then I might just skip it. But I might actually learn something and then I can share that with others. So it's, yeah, absolutely, it's great. And also in sketchbook school, all the... um, uh, the, the conversations that are going on and the discussions and... Uh, questions that people ask each other or us that is totally inspiring yes I discovered um, the Lamy pen through Draw Tip Tuesday and I absolutely (laughs) love it it's my favorite pen (laughs) fantastic yeah I have a whole bunch of them but I have that one pink one that is just my favorite for some reason so how did you first connect with Danny Gregory and, and what inspired you both to start Sketchbook School um, I was teaching that uh, course online and then I got uh, emails from uh, a few of my students and they said, oh my gosh, you need to now email Danny Gregory because he is coming to Amsterdam and you have to meet him. I was like, what's this all about? So I went to his blog and there it said, uh, I'm going to Amsterdam and I would love to meet people who draw. So um I sent him an email and we had been emailing back and forth a few times before. I said, I'm in Amsterdam. You can borrow my bike and go through Amsterdam like an Amsterdammer. Um, I can show you around, whatever you like. Um, let's meet. And I was like, yeah, let's meet for coffee. So, um, and he was, he was in Amsterdam for um, a speaking gig. So it was for him. It was just a, a nice outing uh, between all the all the work he had to do, and um, we met up for coffee. And he wanted to pick my brain about my online courses because he just um, uh, moved away from uh, the commercial world, and he was looking for new opportunity new opportunities. He wanted to make more books. He wanted to make more art. He wanted to do something with video, but he wasn't sure what. He was very interested in workshops. He did some, uh, he gave workshops in, you know, in uh, live workshops, but he was interested in online as well. So he wanted to pick my brain about how I did that. And so I told him about my bootstrapping um, start and about uh, the different uh, uh, online course platforms that had developed in the in the few years that I actually have been developing my courses. And uh, so we talked about all of that, and we talked about our followers and uh, audience and marketing. Well, we just had a whole afternoon of chatting, and um, that coffee became dinner at some point. So we just really got along well. and. Um, 
because I was doing those online courses and I was also following a lot of people online who I really admired, you know, people that made art and I had no idea how they did it, did it. And also I was just really curious about who they are and how they um, um, implement art in their life and how big of a, a part of their life it, it is and all that. So we talked about that too. And um, actually when he got, got back, I sent him an email and I said, there's this idea I have in my head, but it's not really an idea, but maybe we can, you know, talk about it. And <clears throat> it was kind of an idea of those people that I admire, I want to learn more from, but I know how much work it is to create a course. So I can wait for them to actually, you know, put a course online, but is there any way that we can you know, bundle some of those people together and then share some inspiration from them. It could be like, an, I don't know, an ebook or a book or maybe a summit or an online summit, maybe a course, I don't know. And he was like, that's a great idea. Uh, let's talk about this. So that, that small idea sparked like uh, a, bigger, a bigger discussion and it actually became... Um, sketchbook school so we just asked uh four of our online friends like can you help would you like to make some videos with us and uh, then we also uh did some videos so we made a six-week course with six different teachers and that was called beginnings back then it was called beginnings we changed it into beginning uh, after a while um and uh yeah so that's uh, that's how it started so did all these artists like all come into one location with you and you filmed together or were they all doing it separately? We're, we're all doing it se separately and that's what we still do. So, and that's actually um, a big part of Sketchbook School that we don't fly in people to a studio or anything, um, but we actually visit them in their studios. I didn't even think about that in that first initial idea, but that's, that's you know, what um, developed later on. Um, when we started talking about starting uh, something together. And actually it started as just a personal, uh, uh, um, a creative project rather than a business, but it was such a success that it became something bigger. Um, but we asked those people to film uh, uh, a bunch of videos themselves or even um, uh, Danny visited one of them to film together. So we just figured out a way to get good footage and then uh, stick it all together on a course platform. So it became uh, a six-week course. So every week, a different uh, artist would be featured. And we would actually, if you go to the course, you get the videos and it feels like you're hanging out with them in their studios, in their lives. They talk about their art they show sketchbook uh, sketchbooks uh, you know flip through their sketchbooks tell stories talk about their struggles um, and about the inner critic and all that um, so so that is really a very important part of our courses in sketchbook school that we want to get a little taste of the life of the artist as well not just learn from them you know how they approach art and how they 
use their sketchbooks and what kind of techniques they use, but also really get the inspiration of the life of an artist. I was going to say, actually, I think that's what I most love about Sketchbook School is the fact that it's not, it doesn't look like a studio environment because there are a lot of those online. Mm -hmm. You've got kind of a studio environment in the background. And um, I love the fact that it does feel like you are in their studio with them. I really, really enjoy that. that I'm so glad you mentioned that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And you've done, I mean, there's so many fantastic courses on sketchbook school I mean hundreds now but do you have a particular favorite that you like the best oh that is such a hard question (laughs) that's just mean (laughs) um a favorite no I uh, that's so hard well I think if I if I look at the whole list I think I still love beginning even though the production value is so much lower than what we do now but just because it's the very first one I just love it um and even if I look at myself there I'm like oh really but yeah um what else I I think I have favorites you know they they change I am loving the watercoloring that we are now actually developing. So we are in the right in the production of uh, making a watercoloring course. And um, so I, that might be a favorite right now. But also we made um, a course called A Zillion Ways to Fill Your Sketchbook. And I think that's just a really, really fun course with so much ideas that you can get back to it's like an encyclopedia of you know for your sketchbook so um that's one that i really love and i think it's it's really great as well because it can really follow up if you have just started and you took for example how to draw without talent which is really a starter foundation uh, course um and then you can hop on over to a zillion ways to fill your sketchbooks to get more ideas. So, no, I can't say there's a favorite. I just really can't. <laughs> I mean, I had so many fantastic um, experiences to visiting the artists that, you know, that that's so fantastic about my job. I get to visit and hang out the artists that I really admire. And then they turn out to be great people as well. You know, for example, the greeting cards, um, let's make greeting cards course. I visited uh, Sally Swindell, whom I've known online for years because I have published so many uh, um, uh, illustrated recipes on her website, theirdrawingcook.com, that it's so amazing to actually visit her, hang out with her for uh, a few days to, um, uh, you know, with a crew and also with Morgan, um, who is our dean of students. And uh, she started out as our assistant way back in the beginning, um, just to hang out and make something awesome. So it's, it's really hard to pick a favorite. Because every every course is a different experience, and also making them is a is a fantastic experience. I was going to say a zillion ways to fill a sketchbook mm-hmm. would actually make a really good book. Have you ever thought of making one of the courses into a book? Yeah, definitely. Mm. Um, we actually um, that that um, course actually really made us think of how can we do this best. How can we um, create this course? that um, has a lot of resources. And then we actually started to 
think about how would you look at a book, you know, just flip through it and find a chapter that you want to get back to again. Um, and yes, I think that would definitely, uh, could definitely become a book. Um, Danny is now actually working on a book, uh, How to Draw Without Talent. So um, maybe we can do a zillion ways to fill a sketchbook next. That'll be another one to add to my shelf. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. So do you ever get art blocks now? I'd imagine we've got so much inspiration around you that, that maybe you don't anymore, but do you? Yeah, I do. Uh, just a couple of years ago was my was my last one. Um, that was really, it. it took a few weeks and it was really scary because that's that's the moment that I thought, oh, no, see, I broke it. I broke my whole creativity by making it my work and now I've done it. Now it's done. I have no ideas. I don't even feel like picking up a pen. And if I did, it just felt horrible. Uh, that was a big one. It was a big block. Um, the fantastic thing was, though, that I shared my problem with uh, the sketchbook school community of all the students. And I got so many, I got so much love in the first place, but I got so many tips like try doing this, bake a cake. Maybe you just go for long walks, um, lock up all your art supplies in, uh, you know, after uh, in the closet and promise yourself to not touch it like at least a month and I promise that after a month you really really want to get back into it all that kind of really uh, interesting and fun tips that really helped um, and actually it made me do a whole video series about the creative block so in the end I was doing something creative only I wasn't drawing um, so yeah, I do get creative blocks. Um, sometimes I just really don't feel like drawing and that's fine too. And then the next day I'm totally into drawing again. I think everybody get, gets blocks. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's okay and it's normal. Yeah, and I think it's sort of, um, it's always nice to hear when someone's so prolific um has those same feelings from time to time it kind of makes you think oh so it's not just me then because <laughs> sure, I've had yeah. them before and and I find them really scary because yeah I've got to a stage now certainly in my life where I don't actually know who I am without um painting or mm -hmm. drawing mm -hmm. and when I do go through a block which happens to me at least a couple of times a year I, I feel like I've forgotten who I am yeah. and it's really really scary yeah yeah, I think that is really scary. I felt that that scary feeling, feeling, feeling too. Um, but someone else told me that, um, I think it was Ross Stendhal, who said, you know, art blocks are part of you being an artist. And just embrace that, that it's part of your creative process and it's part of your growth. Because when you get out of it, you have grown. Isn't that true? Oh, absolutely, yeah. And and when they the brushes come calling again, you you know, you can't run fast enough towards them. It's funny, isn't it? It's almost perhaps like your your brain is making you have a break to recharge. Yeah. Um, Fill the well. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, one problem I have had and a lot of creatives have, um, is well, time management. I think a lot of people find that to be one of the most difficult things to handle. So how do you balance your time between actually creating um, as well as all of the things that come with it, like social media, 
blogging and obviously making time for your family and friends Mm -hmm. because it's a juggling act isn't it it is it it can be yes um i think social media is it feels part of my work so i try to do it just during the day when i'm at my computer anyway but then again i scroll through instagram before dinner as well or after or whenever (laughs) instagram is like such a rabbit hole isn't it (laughs) Uh, Yeah. yeah um but um to create actually i always always carry a sketchbook with me and so when i hang out with friends or family they are totally used to it right now that i just pull out my sketchbook and draw um but sometimes I really need time for myself and then I just really make it. I make the time, you know, I just um, sometimes in the morning I will just uh, take off everything uh, on my schedule and I promise myself to at least go for a, a one hour drawing or at least go for a one hour sit, maybe with a cup of coffee somewhere on the terrace if it's sunny or somewhere in a cafe or, or at home and then just draw. Um, and that really helps because it's um, kind of a meditation. And especially if I do it in the morning, it feels like I have accomplished something um, that was just for me, that was creative. doesn't even matter what the outcome is, as long as I have just been, you know, playing with my art materials. Um, and then the rest of the day, it doesn't really matter what happens. So where do you like to work most now? Like, say, for example, the stuff you do for Sketchbook School and the stuff you do for you. Would, would you rather be at home or would you rather be outside in a cafe, something like that? Um, well, if I... Oh, that's hard. Um, <laughs> because I, I like drawing anywhere. Um, I really enjoy drawing in cafes, drawing people and drawing the interior. Um, I also like drawing on location anywhere, actually. Um, But when I want to work on something that is like an illustrative recipe, for example, I I do that at home. I have a fantastic studio uh, where I work for, uh, you know, where I just do all the all the work in sketchbook school. So the editing and um, uh, writing and all that kind of stuff. But I don't and I have a, a table that is set up for drawing, but I actually don't ever sit on it at the edit only for draw tip Tuesdays. Um, I'd rather just sit on the couch or at the dining table or in the kitchen or something to uh, work on any stuff that I do just for me. Um, yeah, so there's different places for different, um, different drawings as well. Can I just ask something sort of going backwards a little bit? Because obviously you're talking about your desk where you work at your computer and you mm-hmm. make your videos presumably mm-hmm. obviously for draw tip tuesday that's every week and i presume you just film film those yourself you haven't got a professional crew coming in to do those yeah so, so how do you do because they always look so well presented I, I love how you do them do you do just do that on your normal camera then thank you yes well i am a photographer so that helps yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i have like a dslr camera and uh, a, um, a tripod with a boom so I can just hang it right above my uh, desk to film it. And uh, yeah, I have a very good, I have invested in some good lights 
And actually, I have really good light in my studio as well. I'm lucky, but that doesn't always work out because when it's rainy or a gray day, I just really need light. Um, but yeah, I, I do that all myself. I figured it out throughout the years. Have a look at those old ones and you will see I didn't have any of that yet. <laughs> <laughs> so what does an average day look like for you right now, Kosha? Um, well, usually in the morning I... Uh, catch up with emails, I um, check out what has been um, happening on Slack because we use Slack. Do you know that app? Yeah. Um, it's really great because um, Danny and I have now a team of five and um, so we and we are all working remotely. We never sit together in the same place unless we visit each other. He visits me in Amsterdam or I visit him in New York or uh, but the rest of the team is also uh, in Ohio, in Charlotte. Uh, well, so um, everybody is at their own computers in their own time zones. And especially me, I am in a six-hour different time zone than the others because all the others are in the U.S. Um, so sometimes when I sleep, a lot is going on on Slack. So <laughs> usually in the morning, I take a cup of coffee and I just go through everything and respond to questions or uh, give my opinion if it's asked for or if it's not. And um, so that's uh, usually my morning routine, some email catching up and uh, maybe some blogging. And um, right now I am doing a lot of editing. I've just uh, edited a bunch of uh, Draw Tip Tuesdays because I usually um, film them for a whole month instead of filming them uh, weekly, because then the process is just a little easier to um, first do all the filming, voiceover, and then get that whole bunch edited. Uh, so I just finished that for the following month. And um, now I will also be editing most of the day, actually, for the new watercolor course. And um, usually then by 2, 3 o'clock, America wakes up. And uh, things are happening there. Uh, often I chat with Danny when he uh, is uh, up and has his first cup of coffee. We chat through um, Slack. We talk about the ideas we have. We talk about what we are doing that day. Um, any Anything that needs to discuss, be discussed, we, we talk about it. And um, then we might also have a team call, depending on what day of the week it is. Um, there's other calls too. We have uh, SketchCon coming up, which is a live event. Um, so we are uh, organizing that with uh, our partners in crime, the Artists Network. And uh, so we have uh, bi-weekly calls with them. Uh, so the afternoon is often uh, interacting and talking with people a lot. And uh, in the mornings, I have my uh, other busy work, like editing. And, and that's actually... A really nice thing about the six-hour difference that I have focus time in the morning uh, without being interrupted by anyone. Um, so yeah, that's uh, sometimes I'm like, oh, I hate that six-hour difference. I wish we were closer to each other. But often it's all also um, it can be a really positive thing. So are you doing all your own video editing now? Uh, not all of it, but sometimes we have ideas about the editing or we don't have particular ideas yet. And then it's really hard to brief an editor. And actually, I enjoy editing it too. 
So uh, it's a lot of work and I'm not the fastest editor. Um, so for some of the things that are um, uh, simpler or uh, some of the things that I'm like, that's too complicated, I delegate it to someone, to a professional editor. But uh, Danny and I do a lot of editing ourselves, yeah. It's creative in itself, though, isn't it? I love it, editing, it is. too. Yeah. yeah, it is really so fun to do and yeah. to find clever ways to combine certain things. And, yeah, I really I really enjoy it. I know that the um, when we um, interviewed Danny, <laughs> I was so excitable. I was so excited to talk to him. And I think it took me about 10 minutes to get my first question out. And I, I had to edit it. I had to edit this, like, 10-minute question down to, you know, what was a, an acceptable length it was so funny I was I remember listening back thinking Sandra really how how complicated can you make one question what happened I just I just think I lost it because I I was trying to play it really cool (laughs) and it just I lost lost it hello (laughs) when you hear it back you'll see but yeah this first question I I nearly thought I've got to record that again (laughs) I was an outtake. I, I I was embarrassed for myself. I thought, oh God, that's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> But one thing I I do remember speaking, um, talking to Danny about is, you know, this sketch con that you've mentioned. Yeah. I, I just, I would love to be able to come to that. New York's a long, long way away. And for a lot of listeners who would be desperate to go, um, it wouldn't be really an affordable option. So I did say to Danny at the time, you know, wouldn't it be great if you could, I wonder if you'll ever do one elsewhere say in Europe or something or is this something that's just a one-off or are you going to be planning perhaps maybe to do some around the world if it takes off if it goes really well yeah well first of all it's in Pasadena California so that's Mm. even further away (laughs) but um Amsterdam's only an hour away from I us. I know, <laughs> I know, yes. So, um, yes, absolutely. We have been wanting to do this live event for years, but we had just put it off because we were like, we can't do this, that at all. We are an online business and we hardly can do that, you know. We are just figuring out how to, how to manage it all. Um, but then the Artist Network uh, came around the corner and um, wanted to work together on an event. So um, we, we are starting in the U.S. just because it makes the most sense. And we are now figuring out everything about it. And if it's a success, and to be honest, I hope and I think it will be, oh, yeah. we, we absolutely want to do another version in Europe next year. Mm. And Amsterdam would be ideal. We need to figure out if that is even possible. But um, yeah, so uh, stay tuned. <laughs> oh, that would be good. Get, get on a train for that one, yeah. Sandra. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Tara's terrified of flying. Actually, I'm terrified of flying. I do fly, but don't like it very much but yeah Amsterdam is a beautiful place to draw too isn't it it's absolutely, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah but there's other places in Europe that we could pick as mm. well I mean there's so many great places yeah so yeah that's something to think think about after our first SketchCon in Pasadena so apart from SketchCon what are your plans for the future plans and your goals uh for sketchbook school you mean well for you and sketchbook school hmm um, I, I don't really look that far ahead, really. But, um, I mean, Sketchbook School, we are, Danny and I are both really happy with uh, how it's going right now. So, um, and 
to be honest, in the first two years, we had no idea how long we were going to do this for and if it was sustainable at all. But now we are both so focused on it that we just want to make it, you know, a a success and keep it a success. So we are really thinking about how we can um, uh, uh, create uh, a, a safe place for people who want to start drawing and keep drawing. I mean, that's what we have created, but I think we can do it even better because so far we have been creating courses that have been kind of, you know, almost random. Uh, just people that we wanted to uh, learn from and we just put them all together in a course and then gave it some kind of creative name or artistic name that doesn't really make sense. If you now come to our website, you're like, but what does it even mean? So we are um, going to repurpose a lot of the uh, lessons that we have in those different uh, classes into courses that are... um, clear and have a clearer goal as well if you take them you know what you will get instead of just a bunch of really inspiring and cool uh, videos and a fun community Um, and I think that is really something that we are focusing on right now and the following at least the following year to create more more clearer and to be honest better marketable um, courses as well and who knows, you know, the SketchCon might actually change our business as well. Maybe we will do more live things. That's really something that we haven't um, car- carved out yet or lined up yet. Because, yeah, usually we we kind of follow our gut. Um, but, yeah, Sketchbook School will be going strong, definitely. Um, and for myself, I want to keep developing as an artist as well. So I want to take uh, courses and workshops. Maybe I want to teach a workshop again sometime, but I, I don't even know when. <laughs> I mean, I teach them online in sketchbook school. So that that's okay already. That's really great. Yeah, so um, I think uh, keeping developing I think that is, that is just a really, and keep learning, that is the biggest uh, plan I have for the following year or so to, uh, to keep growing um, as a person, as uh, an artist, and also as a businesswoman, I guess. So where can people find out more about you and, of course, Sketchbook School? Uh, about me, uh, that is koshukuna.com, which is a horrible name. Because nobody understands how to spell it. So should I spell it? Yeah. Yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. That's K-O-O-S-J-E-K-O-E-N-E dot com. That's where you can find me. And then uh, Sketchbook School is at sketchbookschool.com. And school is with a K. So there's a lot of Ks in there everywhere. <laughs> Thank you ever so much. It's been lovely talking to you. It really has. It's been great to, to find out more about you. It really has. Yeah. Really enjoyed it. Thanks. Okay. See you next time. Okay. Chat soon. Bye. Oh, wasn't it lovely to talk to Kosha? She was absolutely fantastic. And by the way, anyone who hasn't heard um, our interview with Danny Gregory, um, that was on uh, episode 14, was it, Tara? I think so. Yep. Episode 14. So check that one out as well. Yeah. Okay. And we'll be back soon. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed the episode. And if you did, Perhaps you'd like to share it and leave a review for us on iTunes. Back soon.